Life Audio. You are listening to Real Relationship Talk, a podcast helping married and pre-married couples build lasting love from above. Got problems? Let's solve them. Because real trials need real truth. Now it's time to get in the game with your relationship coach and host, Dana Shea. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to Real Relationship Talk. It is Dana Shea, and I am so happy to have you all here on today's episode. Whether you are a first-timer, this is maybe the first episode you've ever listened to in my podcast, I just want to welcome you here, and thank you so much for tuning in. And if you are a regular, this is kind of your weekly thing. You show up every Tuesday or whenever your day is, right? Because I don't assume everyone listens to this the day that I release the show. So whenever you're listening in, if this is a part of your regular routine, I love you. I am so grateful that you have made Real Relationship Talk a part of your life. Well, friends, I hope that if you are a regular and you've been listening to some of these overcoming podcast episodes, that you have been encouraged. My whole goal is to talk about some different relational dynamics, things that actually affect many of our marriages and many of our relationships, and talk about how we can overcome these different aspects in our relationships. So today, my friends, we are talking about something that is super important, and it is expectations. There are so many times, you all, that we have unrealistic expectations in our relationships, and that leads to all kinds of craziness. But before we get into that, I want to also encourage you all, maybe you've heard me talking about the Thrive Marriage Mastermind, either on my social media channels, or if you've listened to a couple other episodes in this Overcoming series, you've heard me mention this workshop, Friends. I cannot contain my excitement, my passion, my expectations, if I can use that word, of what is going to happen with this workshop. We are going to meet together with a group of you all, people who want to better their marriages for two days. Y'all, I am doing this absolutely free. And just to be honest, I've never done a free two-day workshop before. It's so much content that I usually monetize these things. So you might wonder, well, why is she doing it for free? And the reason is because, number one, I want to give you kind of a behind-the-scenes look at how I coach. I want you to be able to kind of take some of the pressure off of how do I sign up? When do I join? What kind of coaching does she offer? And I just want you to come with your spouse and just learn. I want you to, to enjoy and experience what your marriage can be like if you have the right tools in order to make it better. So you're going to hear more about the workshop in the episode, but I just want to tell you right now, if you're like, okay, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, Dana, how do I sign up? Go to thrivemarriagemastermind.com. You'll find all the details there and you can actually register. The workshop is coming up soon, my friends. Depending on when you're listening to this podcast, we might already be through the workshop, but it's May 1st and 2nd, 2023. Go ahead and make sure that you register today at thrivemarriagemastermind.com. All right. Now let's talk about what we're here for today unrealistic expectations. Many of you probably clicked on this podcast because either you have some unrealistic expectations or your spouse has some unrealistic expectations of you and you want to overcome that. Now, I could talk about this all day, y'all, because I am a very... um, I am a very like optimistic person. I have a lot of expectations and I'm a little bit of an idealist. I think that things should just be like they're supposed to be. 
And therefore, I get my heart broken. To be honest, sometimes I become disappointed because I expect great things, not only from others, but from myself. I'm the kind of person that believes like if an A is possible, why settle for the B? So I made straight A's throughout uh, college. I made honor roll in high school. It's interesting that I actually made better grades in college. I know. But anyway, I am just a firm believer that if greatness is possible, why settle for good? And so that carries on into my relationships. And sometimes, y'all, that's not always a good thing because everybody doesn't have those same expectations. So if you can relate to that, you're going to find a ton of value out of this particular episode. If you can't relate to that and you're like, girl, please, I'm good with average because guess what? C's get degrees. Well, you need to listen to this episode too, because I hope that you can actually raise your expectations a little bit. So I want to go ahead and jump right into the meat of this episode because there's a lot that we're going to unpack here and I don't want to waste any time. So let's jump right in. What I want you all to think about when you're thinking about your marriage, and of course, when I talk about marriage, of course, you can apply any of this to any other relationship, but specifically, I want to talk about marriage, all right? So what are your expectations? Have you even thought about that? Do you know how to define them? What are some of the things that you are expecting of your spouse? One of the issues that we have uh, with these unrealistic expectations is sometimes, y'all, we don't even know what our own expectations are. Like we have not clearly defined them. We have an idea of what we want our marriages to look like. We have an idea of how we think our spouses should operate, but we haven't actually clearly defined what it is that we are expecting. So the first thing that I want to know is what are your expectations? What are you looking for? What kind of marriage do you want to have? You know, we did a whole series on this podcast talking about the vision for your marriage. And if you haven't listened to those shows, go back and listen to them. I'll link to them in the, in the show notes of this podcast. But this is what we were talking about. Like, if you don't have a clear vision for where you want to go, you're never going to get there. And expectations do play into that. So if you don't know what your expectations are, then take some time with yourself and write out what are the things that I expect in my marriage? What are the things that I expect of my partner? The second question that I want you to ask yourself is, are these expectations realistic? Are they fair? Are you putting an unnecessary burden on your spouse because your expectations are not realistic? So I'm going to give you example, um, many examples as we go throughout the show. But one of the examples that you might think of, you know, many wives say something like, you know, I expect my husband to be my best friend, right? That sounds great. Oh, how cute, right? Oh, I want my husband to be my best friend. Is that a realistic expectation though? I don't know. Maybe for your husband, it isn't. Maybe for your husband, it is. But you have to ask yourself, is it fair? Is this realistic or not? Maybe another example could be for a husband. A husband might think, okay, I expect my wife to provide a beautiful home. Well, what is the, what is the state of the home that your wife was living in when you were dating? Was she like super clean and organized and was her home beautiful when you were dating? Or was her home messy and stuff all over the place and she was totally fine with that? Do you see what I mean? That sometimes, y'all, we expect our spouses to be these people that they never showed us that they were going to be. I have a very personal uh, example when I'm talking about this. You know, when Sean and I were dating, 
I never really had this whole conversation within myself about him being the spiritual leader in our home. I just never thought about it, right? Now, I grew up in the church. If you guys have heard my story, you kind of know how I grew up, right? And when we got married, I had this expectation that Sean would become the spiritual leader in our home and that he would have devotions with our kids. He would not just have devotions with our kids, but he would actually lead the devotions with our kids. My friends... That was an unrealistic expectation, not because Sean is not able to be the spiritual leader and not because he is not able to lead family devotions, but Sean had never shown me any proof that that was what he was all about. So because I had that expectation of him and it was unrealistic, I had many disappointments, which led to lots of disagreements unnecessarily. So we're going to continue to talk about this because it's super important that we actually define what our expectations are. But before we go on, we're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with Viking Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. All right, my friends. So we've talked a little bit about are our expectations realistic? Are they unrealistic? The third question that I want you to ask yourself is where did these expectations come from? When I was talking earlier about this um, expectation that I had of Sean being the spiritual leader, where did that come from? For some of us, it comes from culture. It comes from maybe what the media tells us marriage should look like or what husbands should look like or how wives should act. Some of it is our religious or biblical or church upbringing. Some of these expectations are ingrained in us by our families of origin. Maybe it's how we saw our parents relating to one another or how we saw um, our parents not relating to one another. And so we develop this expectation when I get married, this is how things are going to be. Sometimes we have to challenge the origin of those expectations and ask ourselves, is that fair? So in my example, I could say, yeah, it's fair. That was a fair expectation as a Christian couple for me to expect my husband to be the spiritual leader. However, when you look closely at this example, and I'm and I'm bringing this example up, y'all, because I know that there are many wives who listen to this podcast, many who are Christian, who your husband is not leading spiritually. And it just like, kills you, right? It like just irritates the bejesus out of you. And you're like, oh, I just wish this man would step up. And I can relate to that. So there's actually a scripture in the book of Deuteronomy chapter six. I'm going to read it to you. It says, and you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. This is Moses talking to the children of Israel. 
okay? Verse seven, he says to them, repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when they are at home and when you are on the road and when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Basically, Moses is telling the children of Israel, I want you all to teach your children how to know and love the Lord. Did you hear though who Moses was talking to? He wasn't just talking to the men. He was talking to the whole community. And I had to really go back and reread those scriptures and say, oh, so I've been putting this expectation on Sean that he's supposed to be the one that's leading our family spiritually. Well, what am I supposed to be doing? And the truth of the matter is, y'all, I'm actually the ordained pastor in the family. Like I do this for a living. But yet, I was thinking, this is something Sean should do. Now, to my credit, I have not always been a pastor, right? And especially when I had these thoughts that he should be leading our family, I wasn't in ministry vocationally at that time. And is that, again, I'm not saying that I should just throw that expectation out of the window because there are scriptures that do talk about the husband leading his home and being a spiritual leader and all of that. But what I am saying is that when I was trying to put my husband in this box, like you have to be the one that's leading the devotions. And if you don't, A, you're not spiritual and I'm mad at you. And B, our kids are going to suffer spiritually because you're not doing your part. When I simply could just step in and do that because God has actually gifted and anointed me to do so as well. So if you can relate to that, awesome. If not, think of another um, expectation that you have of your spouse that maybe you're putting them in a box when it's maybe something that you can do. So another example, and this is, I'm not going to generalize this because I know that a lot of times, like on marriage shows or, you know, in marriage books, a lot of times um, these, these experts, if you will, will generalize sex And thinking that it's always the man who wants sex and it's always like the wife who doesn't. So I'm not going to say who wants sex more. But what I am going to say is that oftentimes sex can be an unrealistic expectation in marriage. One spouse will think, oh, well, we're supposed to have sex every day or every other day. But A, they've never actually communicated that. That's a huge little nugget that I'm going to give you in a second. They've never communicated that to their spouse. And then B, they've never actually asked their spouse, is that a value to them? So when you have these expectations, we have to be careful that we are actually communicating these expectations, not only to ourselves, but then to our spouses. We can't just expect our spouse to know what we're thinking, right? Like how often do we do that? Well, well, my spouse should just know. I mean, we even say things like, I mean dot, 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 right? Which means like, uh, duh, like everybody knows this. And we might even say that, well, everybody knows that this is how marriage should be, or everybody knows that husbands do this, or everybody knows that wives do this. And what we're doing is we're assuming, and then we're placing our spouse in the everybody knows box. Well, obviously everybody don't know because your spouse ain't doing it. We also say things like, you know, well, I mean, it just makes sense that fill in the blank. Or we'll say things like, I mean, I just figured blah, 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 blah. And all of that um, talking, that inner talking is actually unhelpful. It's just feeding these unspoken and unrealistic expectations that we have of our spouse. Let me tell you all something, and you might want to jot this down. 
Unspoken expectations lead to unmet desires, which lead to unnecessary disappointment. I'm going to repeat that for you. Unspoken expectations lead to unmet desires, which lead to unnecessary disappointment. The reason that many of us are disappointed in our marriages is not necessarily because we have bad spouses or our spouses are not doing what they're supposed to do. Many times our disappointment stems from our unrealistic and often unspoken expectations. So one of the first things that you need to do after you get clear about what your expectations are and where they came from is to be sure that you have communicated those expectations to your spouse. Now, a part of you communicating those expectations to your spouse is understanding that just because you communicate those expectations does not mean that your spouse is going to fulfill them. So let's say you say to your spouse, hey, babe, I want to have sex every single day. That's my expectation. Well, you have to communicate that, but then you also need to be understanding that that might not be what they want to do. And it's okay if they say, oh, wow, that's great. Thanks for letting me know that. That's not going to happen. And then the conversation happens, and then you guys need to figure out a plan, a solution, compromise, right? So before we can even get to the compromise and the solution, though, we've got to be able to communicate. you got to be able to say to your spouse what it is that you need and stop assuming that they know they don't know. I have told Sean so many times, Sean, I know you think I know what you're thinking. I know that I have many talents. Okay, I know that. However, reading your mind is not one of them. So I cannot know what you are thinking if you do not tell me, buddy. You got to be able to tell me. And this is what some of y'all need to tell your spouses. I don't know what you're thinking. I love you. I love you. I really do. But I don't know what you're thinking. You have to be able to tell me what you're thinking. So we're going to take another quick break. But I want to be able to let you know about five common unrealistic expectations that many marriages have. So let's take a quick break. We'll get right back into it in just a second. Hey friends, I wanted to pop into the episode real quick to let you know I am so excited about our Thrive Marriage Mastermind coming up. I truly believe that marriage healing happens in community. Isn't it interesting then that we're so tempted to isolate when we go through hard times? But what if there was a virtual community of motivated married couples who wanted to improve their marriages together? Now I know what you're thinking, Dana, I don't want to talk about my marriage problems with strangers that I don't know. Well, this is exactly why I'm inviting you to the Thrive Marriage Mastermind. What if, instead of continuing cycles of dysfunction in your marriage, going through the same old, same old, you could actually learn how to build a better marriage in a safe and loving atmosphere? What if you had access to such a community for free? What would you do? Did you know, friend, that your marriage has a 100% chance of succeeding? You see, Beyonce had it wrong. You're more than just a survivor. It's time for you to thrive. You are invited to attend our next Thrive Marriage Mastermind. You can learn all the details at thrivemarriagemastermind.com. Come and see how your marriage can be revolutionized, changed. You can actually create the marriage of your dreams. It's all here for you, totally free, at thrivemarriagemastermind.com. I can't wait to see you in the mastermind. Now, let's get back to our show. Okay, friends. So here are five common unrealistic expectations that show up in many, many marriages. 
Number one, my spouse should not change. Have y'all ever heard that or thought that? Like we even say things like, oh my gosh, I just love you so much. I pray that you never change. Doesn't that sound so romantic? Like I just love you the way that you are and I hope that you never change. Well, you know what the problem is with that? Human beings change. We do. We change, we grow, we mature, we change our our thoughts, we change our needs, we change our opinions, we change our desires, we change how we look, we change what's important to us, we change a lot. And so if you get married and you have this expectation of your spouse that they should not change, you are setting yourself up for some major disappointment because I guarantee you, your spouse is going to change. So when they change, what are you going to do? Are you going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're changing. Well, friend, you should want your spouse to change. I've said this a million times. I'll say it again. Healthy things change. They grow. Healthy things. If your spouse is healthy, they should be changing. They should be growing. But often, y'all, we're uncomfortable with those changes because why? That forces us to change, doesn't it? So we have to go into marriage understanding that my spouse is going to change. I'm going to change. You're going to change. We're all going to change. So let's get rid of that one right away. My spouse isn't going to change. Another unrealistic expectation that we have is I can change my spouse. Oh my geez, like, oh my gosh, you guys. If you've ever thought that, you know that you can't do that, right? Like, you know that you can't change your spouse. You can't even, honestly, you can't even really change yourself. And I'm talking about, like, when you're really struggling with something and you're like, oh, my gosh, I really need to change this part of myself. For those of you who are believers, you're Christians, you know that we need the help of the Holy Spirit to change. So you absolutely cannot change your spouse. I don't care how much pressure you put on them. I don't care how much manipulation you choose. I don't care how many boundaries you put up in the place. Like, boundaries are great. Y'all know that I'm huge on boundaries. I, I talk about them. I teach boundaries all the time. But boundaries are not meant to change your spouse. Boundaries are simply meant to let your spouse know where you start and where they stop. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a line of delineation. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a boundary marker, for lack of a better term. I know you're not supposed to use the word in the definition, but boundaries are not meant to change your spouse. So if you're thinking, okay, I need to do all of these things so that I can change my spouse, you're going to also be disappointed because you cannot change your spouse. Can you just say that out loud with me? It'll make me feel so much better. I cannot change my spouse. No, like literally say that with me. I cannot change my spouse. You can't. That is an unrealistic expectation if you have that one. All right, numero three. My spouse will make me happy. So often we get into marriages thinking that our spouses are going to make us happy. And then you get married and you stay married for like two weeks and you realize, oh, dang, I've made a mistake. My spouse can't make me happy. Happiness, you all, is an inside job. It's your job to seek your own happiness. It is not your job to demand that of your spouse. Your spouse is trying to live their life, work on their stuff. You know, they don't have time to try to figure out how to make you happy. Now, does that mean that they shouldn't bring joy and fulfillment and and happiness to your life? Of course, 
No, no, no one gets married to be miserable and sad. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying, though, is take ownership of your stuff. Take responsibility for what you are supposed to be doing in your own life. Your spouse is not there to make you happy. And guess what? They're going to make you unhappy a lot. Just try living with another human being and you're going to see to it very quickly that your spouse is not going to meet all of your needs. They are going to disappoint you. They are going to make you unhappy sometimes. So let's just get rid of that expectation that this person in our life is supposed to make us happy. They're not. That's not what they're there for. Number four, another unrealistic expectation that we have is, and I said this a little earlier, my spouse should know what I'm thinking. My spouse should know what I'm thinking. My spouse should know what I need. My spouse should know what I want. My spouse should know why I'm upset. I mean, there's lots of iterations of this particular unrealistic expectation. But if you're thinking that your spouse should know, they don't. And they shouldn't. Because you should be communicating what you need, why you're unhappy, what your desires are. Again, that's your job to communicate that to your spouse. It isn't your job or isn't your spouse's job to know what you need. That's an unrealistic expectation. And again, like I said earlier, if you do that, you are going to be disappointed and you're going to have a lot of strife and you're going to have a lot of tension in your marriage because your spouse is always going to be trying to figure out what's wrong with you. You're not going to be communicating it and you're going to be expecting them to know instead of you just saying, hey, you know what? When that particular thing happened, it made me really upset because like, isn't that so much easier? Isn't that so much more mature? That's a much more mature way to communicate versus just expecting your spouse to know what you're thinking and what you need. And then finally, and this is not like all-inclusive. There's many, many uh, uh, unrealistic expectations that we have. But just for the sake of this podcast episode, the fifth unrealistic expectation that we often have is that my spouse should be like me. We don't say it that way, y'all, but this is what we mean. When we say things like, well, my spouse should value what I value, or my spouse should like what I like, or they shouldn't like who or what I don't like. We really want our spouses to be us. Think about it. Think about the last argument you had with your spouse. I'm thinking about the last time me and Sean got into a disagreement. I asked him if he wanted to take a trip somewhere, and he was like, no. And I was appalled. Like, I was like, what kind of Christian are you? You don't want to go to this particular place. Literally, that is the thought that I had. And it's not that Sean doesn't like to travel. We travel all the time. He just didn't want to go to this particular place. But I want to go there. So I really want him to be like me and value what I want and what I think is important. And when he doesn't, I get a little tood, don't I? And so do you. Because inherently in and of ourselves, we kind of like, idolize ourselves, don't we? We idolize our thoughts. We idolize our opinions. We idolize our ways of doing things. And then our spouses show up and they have a nerve to be different than us. How dare? And then we get all upset. But this is an unrealistic expectation that we have of them that really we want them to be like us. And can I just give you and myself some marriage advice here? You didn't marry your spouse because they were like you. You might not have realized this. This might have been something happening like in the subconscious, but you really married your spouse because they're different than you. 
opposites really do attract. And there's something about your spouse because they are so different that really attracted you to them. So let's celebrate that instead of trying to make them like us. Okay, you guys. So you're like, all right, Dana, I got it. I got some unrealistic expectations. What do I do to overcome them? Oh, I'm so glad you asked because y'all know I love giving you the solutions. So here's what we can do to get rid of these unrealistic expectations in our marriages. Number one, be curious. Ask your spouse what's important to them. So in my case, right, I'm like, okay, I want to take this particular trip to this particular place. Sean's like, no, I don't want to go there. Instead of me getting upset, and thinking that the man is halfway to hell because he doesn't want to go here, I could just say, well, where would you like to go? It's a spiritual trip, y'all. That You're like, what? what does hell have to do with vacations? All right. Well, because it's like a spiritual place. And I thought, oh, we could grow in our faith together if we go here to the spiritual place. Well, I could just ask him, okay, well, if you don't want to go there, is there somewhere else that you would like to go where we can actually like grow in our faith together? And if he's still like, no, then I could be like, okay, dude, like for real, what is it? Like, where do you want to go then? Curiosity, though, is my point. We've got to become more curious about our spouses. That is such a great attribute to have in marriage. To never feel like you know your spouse so well that you don't don't need to ask questions anymore. Like, I still want to learn about Sean. He's changing all the time. I'm changing all the time. So we need to stay curious. Ask your spouse, what's important to you? What do you think about this? Hey, I read this thing in the, uh, uh, in the news or I saw this article, I listened to this podcast. Instead of you just saying, this is what I think, and then thinking that they're going to be like, yeah, me too, me too, I agree. Ask them, what do you think? What, is, what does this mean to you? What stood out to you? Stay curious. That's how you start to overcome some of these unrealistic expectations. The second thing that you can do is to stay flexible. A lot of times when we have these expectations, they're so rigid and they're so um, like just they're just so set in stone that we don't leave any flexibility. We don't allow any room for movement. We don't allow our spouses to breathe and be different. So stay flexible. Maybe you have an expectation of something, but ask yourself, can I actually ease up on that? I'm not saying throw your expectations out of the window, but maybe you can just let up on it a little bit. You can say, okay, maybe it doesn't have to be exactly that way. So women, and I don't, again, I don't want to generalize here, but let's just say you have a particular way of cleaning your kitchen. I know I'm not talking to any of you all right now, right? Yeah, we all have our particular way of cleaning the kitchen. And then our sweet husbands come in, they think that they're doing a favor and it's just not right. Uh, No, 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 that's just not going to work. So then what do we do? We go behind them and then we do it all again. And then we complain that they never help out around the house. Well, maybe we could say, okay, this is my expectation of what a clean kitchen looks like. But you know what? His way is fine. It's not the best way. It's maybe not my way, but it'll do. We have to be flexible. The third thing that we need to do, and this is kind of similar to being flexible, is we have to learn how to collaborate more with our spouses. This is one of the, this is an advanced skill in marriage, okay, is when you can actually blend your opposing skills. What I mean by that is there are some strengths that you have, and then there are some strengths that your spouse has that are usually each other's weaknesses. 
So like Sean is like the fun, easygoing parent. That's his strength. That's who he is. That is not my strength. I believe in organization, discipline, responsibility, and order. I love those things. And so that's a strength, though. It's not a weakness. And what happens is a lot of times we'll look at our spouse, our their opposing strength as a weakness. But what we need to learn how to do is say, okay, these are both uh, strengths here. We both have these strengths. So how can we blend our strengths in collaboration so that we can have a thriving and a healthy marriage? So maybe I am better at organization, but Sean is better at spontaneity. So we can blend that together. I don't have to have an expectation that Sean is super organized like me, and he doesn't have an expectation that I'm always going to be spontaneous like him. We can blend our opposing strengths in order to create something really beautiful. The fourth and final solution that I have for you about how do we actually overcome these unrealistic expectations is celebration. Celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. What do I mean by that? Gratitude, my friends. When I am looking at all of Sean's weaknesses, faults, flaws, things that he's not doing to measure up, then I'm not going to be grateful for anything that he's going to do. I'm just going to be critical and mad. But if I can actually celebrate the things that he does well, even if they're not necessarily um, what I would deem as important or priorities, right? Because sometimes we're like, yeah, I mean, he does that, but, right? But can we just get to a place where we can just be grateful for what our spouses are doing, that we actually celebrate the goodness that they are bringing into our lives, into our marriage, into our families? The more that you celebrate, the more that you get to celebrate. Does that make sense? Like when you look for good, you'll find more good. So you celebrate and then you find more things to celebrate. You show gratitude and you find even more things to be grateful for. What does this have to do with expectations? Well, then because you realize maybe that thing that I was holding up as such a high standard as this expectation, maybe it's really not that important after all. Because look at all of these other amazing things that my spouse does. So stay curious. Stay flexible, learn how to collaborate, and then learn how to celebrate. So I hope that this episode has helped you all maybe to define what your expectations are, to maybe challenge yourself, like, where did that even come from in the first place? And have I communicated that with myself and with my spouse? And then hopefully you're taking some time to then ask yourself, okay, the expectations that I have, how can I actually still live with that? Or maybe you do need to change them. But how can I live with them if they're good, if they need to remain? And then how can I then communicate them to my spouse in a way that celebrates and honors us both? So there we have it. I would love to hear some of your feedback. Maybe there's something in your life that you're thinking, you know, Dana, this thing, though, is really important. I've got this expectation and my spouse just will not fulfill it. What do I do about that? Well, you guys can always hit me up in the DMs on Instagram. I am at Mrs. Dana Shea. That's at M-R-S-D-A-N-A-C-H-E. Let's continue the conversation over there because this is important. This is one of those like building blocks of a healthy relationship is learning how to manage our expectations. So your spouse is not your employee, okay? They're not. And even if they work for you outside of your marriage, in your marriage, they're still not your employee. So we've got to learn how to work together in this beautiful life 
called marriage. So that's it for our show today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Be sure to head on over to thrivemarriagemastermind.com to register for the upcoming workshop. I would love to see all of you in our workshop. Again, it's totally free. We're gonna spend two days together diving into connection, communication, and commitment. You are not gonna wanna miss that. So be sure to register, thrivemarriagemastermind.com. And also you can find the show notes to this podcast and every other podcast at realrelationshiptalk.com. Today's episode, Episode will be at realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash episode 140. And again, I just want to thank uh, all of you for listening in and for tuning in today. I also want to thank the Life Audio team for their partnership. You can hear more faith-inspired podcasts for your lifestyle at lifeaudio.com. Well, you all, as we end every episode in saying a good relationship is not one that works. A good relationship is one where you put in the work. Let's get to work. I will see you on the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to Real Relationship Talk with Dana Shea. Find the show notes, helpful articles, and more relationship tips at realrelationshiptalk.com. Enjoying the show? Be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember to subscribe. We'll see you on the next episode.